I've been watching you getting down from the way you're moving. You look like you're from the west side part of town. What's up? My name is Portia. And I'm Jeb. And you are listening to Just Some West Side Girls. Girls. Okay. We're like never <laughs> We're like never going to be in sync. I don't know why, but all right. So yeah, this is a podcast by me and my bestie from different testies. Oh, see, I did that. But uh <laughs> we decided to do this podcast because I don't know. Why did we do Uh, because you know a lot of people our age they don't I guess they don't really like talk about some of the topics that we want to talk about and we need to shine a little light on it yeah you know it's needed it's needed they need some girls with our type of energy okay they need us yeah yeah because we're from the west side and let's be clear we ain't talking about like the west side of the country I mean, Cal- California, Los Angeles, y'all are cool. Y'all are great. I mean, what else is over there? Uh, fucking. <laughs> That's my place. Washington and not, yeah, Washington, the little quarter well, state. Washington? Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I don't even watch that show, so I didn't get that reference. So it went over my head. <laughs> okay, that's the topic for a different day because, excuse me, but anyway. We are talking about the west side of Chicago. And uh, first and foremost, I just want to say, y'all be trying to play the west side like it's ghetto, like it's trash. And y'all have this perception of what people from the west side are like personality-wise. And so I hope to also, you know, cancel your wrong ideas of what west side women specifically are like. Because I get that so much. Oh my gosh, you're from the west side? I'm like, what that mean? What does that even mean? Exactly. What is- like, are we stuck up? Like, that's what I was told. We stuck up. But we think we better than people. And I'm just like, really? Oh, you've been told that? Because this is what I've been told. Or <laughs> the idea that I've been given is that West Side people are ghetto. For real? <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Look, I'm a little shot. I gotta clutch my pearls because I never heard that. Oh, that's that's what I get. Cause mind you, I went to school. I went to school on the south side in Inglewood to be specific. Y'all can go look at a map and try to guess where I went to school at. If you know me personally, you know where I went. But a lot of people were shocked when I told them that I was not from Inglewood or further out. And I would get this look like, oh my gosh, you're from the West Side. That's how I play it off. But now I kind of be like, yeah, I am. Like, what does that mean? But I've always been told later on or at some point that it's just this idea that we are ghetto, the West Side is trash, it's this, that, and the third. It's a lot of historical reasons why I'm not going to go into, and I'm not going to give you my opinion about the sides of the city, but just Look, know. I, ready to, I was getting, my lips were forming like... But I ain't gonna do it. Not today. I'm not, today, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into that. That is a different podcast. Perhaps we'll um, tussle a little bit if you guys want to do that. <laughs> 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 tussle. You know what? I'm gonna get somebody from the south side. They lived over there their whole fucking life, and we gonna bring them on the show, and we gonna see why we don't like each other. 
we just go see. I mean, I'm not sure if all South Side people think like this, but it's funny because me and my dad are both from the West Side, Um, not the same neighborhoods. Like, I grew up Austin, and then the majority of my adolescence was over here. You know where I live at. I'm not putting my location because people weird. Um, (laughs) You know I stay. And, like, um, there was an instance where someone was, like, made a comment while we were both together about the West Side. And my dad and I kind of did this. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. Just know the two of us are from that side of the city. And hopefully this podcast, you'll just get some of our perspectives. Not that they're probably any different for things. Um, but I do think we have a little flavor. We have a little pizzazz. You know, a little... <laughs> spice <laughs> we, do, we do we definitely got some spice yeah a little bit a little bit um i'm a dork so that's my spice uh i met jasmine when i was i never get the year right i don't know Girl, I, you know what <laughs> it's funny you tried to say what year it was because right before we started recording i caught my mama and i was like mom do you remember the year i met Portia? she's like girl i don't know it was the 1990s <laughs> I'm like, um, that's not really helping me, sis, but okay, go off. So I think we met, I'm going to just give it a a guesstimation and say we met maybe 19, no, not even 19, maybe 2000, 2001. I have been, I, I was 10, right? Because you're what, three years older than me? Mm-hmm. so i was like 10 i met you when i was 13 i feel like that was a little too old or was i i was somewhere in there i was like the fifth grade i think wait <laughs> it's 10 the fifth grade i am so old now like i, I can't tell you what age you're supposed to be in what grade it's 10 not the fifth grade i don't know I thought I was in the fifth grade and like 11, 10, 11 years old. Uh, watch how I just boost the age the more I talk. No, it was 12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just know I met Jasmine at one of her birthday, party, birthday parties at a hotel. It wasn't mine. It was my brother's. It was my brother's brother's party. Because it was the summertime. Because it was shiny as fuck. I said shiny as fuck. It was sunny as fuck. <laughs> Outside. And... My mama was like, I know you're the only girl, but my friend is going to bring her daughter up here. And I'm like, okay, I can't wait to meet her. And then I seen Faye and Portia walking up the hotel, um, way up to the, the pool where everybody was at. And I'm always like, yeah, Jess, this is Portia, and this is Faye. And at first, I think we both was a little apprehensive, because you know how it is meeting new people. And all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, the big bang happened, and now we're stuck together. Oh, may God bless the world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these two girls wreak havoc on. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, like, I was, I've always been like a really quiet, shy person when I first meet people, which is shocking because anybody who knows me, they're like, shy, quiet, you're insane. Um, you're crazy, but yeah, I'm always kind of like apprehensive to meet new people. 
I'm an introvert. I don't know how to like talk to new people. I, I can, and I think another thing I noticed as I got older is like, I can like, I guess they call it, um, um, empaths, 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 whatever. But like, I just kind of pick up on people like, mm, and I think as a kid, it was kind of overwhelming. So I just not like talk to people unless they like talk to me. Cause then I felt comfortable and safe. And so I think me and Jazz kind of both being like as kids, like, but we, we hit it off. It was, it was cool. It was fun. Especially like you said, you were the only girl with you and your brothers. And it was like, it's another girl. She's the only child. So she talks to complete imaginary people. So she needs a friend. No, she <laughs> Hey, don't my man plans with the hit, okay? <laughs> Listen, I was I talked to my mom about that one day. I was like, I used to, I used to, have, you remember them highlight books? Yeah. I, I had a subscription. <laughs> I had a subscription. And so I would play teacher and I would pass them out to my imaginary students. It was good, good times, good times, you know. That is the life of a child who has no siblings. I, I do have a sibling. Let me, in case one day he hears this, I do have a sibling. I have an older brother. Uh, he is Chris Brown's age. That is how I remember his age. Damn. <laughs> how old is Chris Brown? <laughs> you know what? See, Chris Brown is going to be 32. And the only reason why I remember really? is because my baby girl is 32. She's older than Chris Brown, and Chris Brown is older than my brother Dante. So that's how I remember. <laughs> oh, that man was like 34. I think he's 30. No, he's 32. He was born in 89. I'm not great at math, so I'm about to go Google because why I thought he was older. Anyway, my brother is his age. Um, People like to say have siblings, but we didn't really grow up together much. But I do have a sibling. I am my mom's only child. And so I created fake people. That is normal. <laughs> it, is. it definitely is. Oh, he's he 32 now. His birthday oh, it's May 5th. Look at that. Oh, look at you. Look, sure. <laughs> listen, babe, if you're listening to this because you're in the next room, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not start this. This is not. I did, did. not. You did. Oh, I always do that. I I age her backwards. I mean, you can't really tell her age because she looked young, but I just keep making her younger. So if that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> you're if you're listening to this, it's not my fault. I did not do that. Not the greatest in math. I suck in math. Math is her forte. So, sorry, babe. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, that's hilarious. Uh, Yeah, this is that podcast. We are breaking. No, (laughs) we are ruining bonds, relationships. If you forgot a birthday or age, we will bring it to light. Be careful. Let's get it. but yeah, I do have a brother. I do have imaginary friends, and then I met Jasmine. Um, but but like, let's be clear though. Like, Jasmine wasn't my only friend. I wasn't a lame or nothing. Um, <laughs> girl, I was. I can admit it. I was lame. I ain't like my neighborhood kids. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because they might listen to this one day. I'm gonna um, bleep that out with with horns. 
It'd be like on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, but, you know how like when you grow up, you have like your your friends that you can meet at school, your neighborhood friends, and then you have like your actual friend friends. See, most of my adolescent years was spent with the neighborhood kids, and it was always like a a difference between us. Like, I was a little too suburban for them. You know, <laughs> I enunciated my words. I always said, in Apple, not a Apple, and the shit like that. And, oh, you talk like a white girl, or you want to be a white girl. No, it's not my fault. I can speak proper English, okay? I go to a predominantly Polish school. What do you expect? It was my graduating class only had three black people in eighth grade. Three Wait, black people what? and one biracial girl. What school girl. did you go to? I can't even remember. <clears throat> I went to Rheinberg. It was, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never had that school. Are you sure you're from the West Side, honey? Is that is that a private school? <laughs> <laughs> it's a private school beach. Um, it was on uh, what is that? Belmont and Belmont and Craig. No, Belmont. Yeah, that's the neighborhood it's in. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, so technically, Jasmine's from the north side. No, my school was on the north side. <laughs> Don't be trying to uh, relocate me, okay? You're not gonna do that. That's real anti-black right now. <laughs> she is from. I don't. I. That all I know is for my old job that Belmont Cregan is north side and therefore Jasmine is a north sider. You know what, Portia? I'm about to end the podcast <laughs> on your ass. I am reporting, so you can't. I believe. I believe. You know, I will cut the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, in all seriousness, you know you have your your groups of friends and Mine was spent with the neighborhood kids. You know, like I said, it was like a, a difference between us. And I mean, I feel like y'all, you have moments with them where you don't like them, but you do like them, but you don't like them. It's like a acquaintance type of thing because, you know, you don't really be like, oh, this is my friend so-and-so when, you know, you introduce people to them. You just be like, oh, this is blah, 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 blah. I mean, looking at it now, I think it's only a handful of them I actually truly do like and what, you know, care about to a certain extent. But, like, if I was to ask them, they would probably say I wasn't their friend or they'll be like, oh, we not really friends. We grew up in the same neighborhood. Like, let's be real about it. Like, I was a flat friend on the label when thinking about it now. We wasn't really friends. We was just neighborhood friends. That's what they were. Yeah. We were just kids in the neighborhood. So, I mean, if y'all hear this and y'all feel some type of way, <laughs> that's your problem. It ain't mine. I mean, I realized what it was when I didn't know what it was. But now I know. If you know, you know. Rules. We do not make the rules. But I think that's interesting, though, because I don't think people are, or I think it's, people should start like ranking. I don't want to say ranking your friends because that's bogus as hell. But definitely like, I think there are different type of friends based on who, who, who's your friend? Can you call on this person when you're down and out, when you need something? Or is this a party friend? Because I've had my different caliber of friends over the years. And when I was younger, 
before you, my best friend was, may she rest in peace, Dominique. That was my girl. That was my best friend. Um, and I met her through elementary school. And so, you know, it was like friends by proximity, like who I went to school with. But everybody I hung with back then and in elementary school, I'm not friends with now. Like, I don't talk to any of them. And then, like, I met you outside of school. And again, it's just, it's, you're right. It's like friends based off the neighborhood, your school, who you who you in class with, who you work with. It's just different levels. And actually, I don't even know if I would call them, like, neighborhood friends or work friends friends. They're more, like, sometimes acquaintances. Yeah. Because I think of, like, even, like, <clears throat> for instance, like, grad school, I'm not, like, I'm cool with my classmates, but I'm, like, not mm-hmm. friends with them. They don't know my secrets. And so, but, and, and, like, I will call them if it has something to do with, like, our program or writing or anything like that, or even, like, old work friends. Like, we're friends because we um, went to, we work at the same place, but y'all don't know my business like that, so. Mm-hmm. But people don't be honest. Everybody be like, oh, that's my friend. That's my girl. That's my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be real. I didn't hang out with any of my neighborhood friends because I didn't have any in the neighborhood. It was it was a little sketchy out there. Sketchy. Because you know, I can't even remember when I started hanging out with them because honestly, I think the only one I could say that I'm actually friends with in my neighborhood was this girl named Madeline. Hey, Madeline. She lived right across the street from me. It was her and her, um, her stepsister, Erica. And I met Erica first, and Erica became my first um, neighborhood friend. And then once Madeline became her stepsister, it was Madeline. And honestly, I think me and Madeline are the only ones I could say are, like, actual friend friends. Not to, you know, discredit the people that live down the block for me. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't even, you know, I don't even know what to say. I mean, they they were just, they, let me say this. As an adult, I can say this now because I couldn't say it as a kid. You know, there was times where I wanted to tell them motherfuckers, fuck y'all. Because I'm going to say this. I wanted to say fuck them because they were like, (laughs) like I said, (laughs) like I said, they like, they made me realize that I didn't like myself so much because why, oh, I'm talking like a white girl. I don't want to talk like a white girl. I'm a black person. Maybe I need to start talking like y'all. Maybe I need to start dressing like y'all. Maybe I need to start having the same interests like y'all. And that way, I will have friends. But like you said, you you kind of have your friends. And I think meeting you and actually staying friends with my friend Tequila are like, that kind of helped me learn more about myself. And like, hey, it's okay, because when I met you, you were speaking the same way I was speaking. We didn't, like, you know, always say slang, and we always enunciated our words. So it was like, okay, I met somebody like me. Like, she talks like I talk, and I didn't feel too bad. But, bitch, when you wasn't around, girl, mm, legit, she was sad. 
She was sad, bitch. She was like, I want my best friend. <laughs> but you know what? That's so funny because from what I can remember from like middle school times, I was, okay, like moment of transparency, I was a square. I was lame and I was only labeled these things because of my classmates. No offense, but I mean, compared to them, I may have been a bit smarter. That is no shade. That is just the facts. Um, <laughs> but I used to get like teased because I wore glasses. I was a little chunky and I got better grace. I, these are things I cannot change, right? But as a kid, you don't really see that. You think, oh my gosh, my classmates don't like me because of these reasons. And you do. Like, if you, in our case, like, we just, we were the quiet ones. We were the ones who were doing what we were supposed to do, staying out of trouble. And kids are mean. They pick at you for that. And so at school, when I wasn't with Dominique, I would try to fit in and, you know, try to make mm-hmm. them like me. But you realize as you get older, who I mean, it, a lot later, <clears throat> probably high school, when I was sort of like, oh, you know, I went to a selective enrollment school, too, so everybody was smart, and I was probably actually one of the dumber ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was just bad at math, um, but I will, not, I will not take away that I was a genius in literature and every other subject. Mm. Um, that might be exaggerated, but I was not dumb, but everybody was smart, yeah. so it was like, it wasn't a thing to look at as bad, you know? I, and I guess that kind of speaks about where we come from. It's just like, it's not to be cool or to not be like the nerd or whatever they called or teased us for. You got to talk a certain way. You got to, I think the first time I probably cursed, it was probably to fit in. And I probably said the word wrong in the sentence because I'm trying to fit in. And so when you meet people, like I said, we met, we were young, but it's like you met somebody who's just like you, who is quiet or who likes the same thing you like um because at that age we were probably was b2k still together i do not remember yes they were still together wait i don't think they came what they out when we became friends yeah they were out in 2001 or 2000 okay. i don't remember the year but they were they were active they broke up like 2005 see these years are blurry i genuinely don't remember they were still I, I think they were still together I think I really don't know <laughs> but you know what they break up story was so funny because I remember <clears throat> I was coming from my cousin Kiana house hey Kiana girl and um who had picked me up it was my mama and I think my brother Chris my half came or maybe it was both of my brothers I can't really remember but um <laughs> Chris was like, yeah, you know, B2K had broke up. And I was like, for real, when they when they break up? And he was like, um, he didn't say when, but he was like, yeah, I heard um, J-Bug punched Omarion and he was coughing what? up blood. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? I have never heard that rumor. That is very, I don't take that lightly. J-Bug was my man. Okay, I don't like this slander. This is defamation of character. Why y'all lying? He would never. He probably would. I've heard things about Jay Book. He probably would. He probably did. Yeah. But back then, you couldn't tell me anything. Yep. When they broke up, it was like the end of the world. Like, cute Summer Walker is saying, I'm sliding down the wall right now. Okay. Like, it was, it was truly the end of the world. 
was because when you're like 13, 14, what else is there to live for other than being crazy? <laughs> And then, girl, you know how bad I felt? I had all day. You remember how my room looked? Yo, hold on. Jasmine had a collage. It looked like a an art museum in her room. You had, like, no space between your posters. They were like, it was like you perfectly aligned them on the walls. It was like a million eyeballs on the wall for, like, everybody. J-Bug, Omarion, B5, Omari, wait. Who, 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 Chris Brown. Brown. Um, Brown. I think I'm going to Michael Murray on there at one point. Um, what? Shout Michael Murray. Yeah, that was my boo. I mean, he's still my boo. He's still playing like wine grip. But, um, Shout out to the whole cast of One Tree Hill. That is one of my favorite shows awesome. ever. And you know what? I never admitted that to nobody growing up because, you know. I don't want to be anything other than <laughs> I actually did not know that you watched that show. Yes, girl, yes. That was my favorite show growing up. And who else did I have on there? Oh, I had Bow Wow. I went through my Bow Wow phase um, once upon a time. But yeah, it was mostly B5 and B2K with a little bit of white men on there. White men on there. Mm -mm. She always has, she's had a soft spot for the ops, okay? You got a blue-eyed white man on your wall. <laughs> it was only two beach. It was only two. <laughs> you know what? What you're not going to do is talk about your god, baby, beach. <laughs> he is black. Okay. Truly, honestly, because that's who he's exposed to the most. He's exposed to black culture the most. So. He looks black. Oh well, thank you. You know, I mean, to me, to... <laughs> I've no, seen. He's starting to get his color because at first, girl, my baby was paler than pale when I had. But him. you know what it is? No, I can't say that. I was gonna say it was like his eyes, but he got really pretty eyes. But um, something about like his features. You just ever seen like some biracial kids that look like. You know what it is? Their mom is white. I got this theory. I got this theory that biracial kids who have white moms look more white and act more white. That's my theory. I will not test this theory because no, you money. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, and if any of my white friends listening, um, if I offend you, then obviously we're not friends. <laughs> uh, but um, I noticed that some biracial kids who have white moms, the white moms, I didn't know this was a word until my baby girl told me, have white woman syndrome. And I believe it. That's how they raise their kids. They raise their kids like that. Like they, they, oh, you know, even though your dad is black, there's really bad black people out there in the world. So, I mean, if you want to say you're black, even though you're white passing, you can say that if you want to. But that's how I feel sometimes. Like, what they be doing but hey i mean i'm not biracial i can't tell you exactly that is not my experience to infiltrate i'm just going off observations and tiktok <laughs> yeah I, I mean a lot of 
You see, it's a lot of biracial kids on TikTok that be airing out their parents. So, girl, that's their safe space. They be on TikTok talking about their racist mamas. I'd be like, dang, is she not in the living room with you? Why are you airing your mama out like this? Is she not keeping the lights on so you can air her out? Like, I'm confused right now. She's paying your bills right now. At least air her out outside of the house. They be going ham on their moms. I mean, I get it because that's one thing I like about Gen Z. They don't care who you are. They don't, they don't care. Gen Z children are are dangerous. Y'all thought millennials, see, everybody be going in on millennials. Millennials, thus, they don't, you know, the baby boomers and stuff be going crazy on the millennials. We don't, we don't stay long enough at jobs. We're lazy. We this, that, and that. I'd be like, the Gen Z kids are worse, okay? I'd be looking at them like, dang, who, who raised y'all? <laughs> millennials. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. They're reckless. Think about something. When you said that we leave jobs, let me tell you some girl. Um, it was one of my cousins. She know who she is. I'm not gonna say her name. <laughs> a Gen Z would air. A Gen Z would put her whole effort, a whole biography on here. That's how we're not about that lot of Gen Z's are. <laughs> yeah, we not. We not. And she's one of my favorite cousins, so that's why I ain't gonna air her out. But that statement made me think about her because she falls into the millennium because she was born in 90. I ain't going to tell her the year because, I mean, say the year because y'all going to know who she is if I say the year. But anyways. Um, is it on the, is it my year to say I was born in? Is she actually a millennial? Two years after you. That's you like, I do? Yeah, girl. Did you say her? Did you say her name like 10, 15 minutes ago? Yes. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> over wine and be like, who she say? Right back, like, who is it? Oh, I got her. I got you on the big jam screen. You can't run. So that's oh, my bad for doing so, that. <laughs> I remember talking to her one day and she was telling me that she had a job. And then we talked like a week later. She was like, yeah, girl, I quit two hours after going to the job. <laughs> she said it wasn't for me. <laughs> you know what? Shout out to your awareness because, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it. At the rate the economy is going now and the way climate control, it's not climate control, it's climate change. It's not under control. As the rate things are going and just, you know, how high gas is, it really doesn't matter. The world will implode in probably 30 years. How will you be in 30 years? I don't know. But my point is your, um, your retirement fund will not be full enough for any of this shit to matter. So quit the job. <laughs> like, Damn, okay. No, like, I just, I, maybe that's me being morbid. Because, yes. like, I'm being morbid. I am. But the reality is, like, none of this stuff matters. Live your life. And honestly, if it's horrible and you got to lift stuff, who want to lift stuff? <laughs> <laughs> if you are doing labor, you are not getting paid $30 an hour for labor. Do not listen to me. Quit your job. Like, labor, labor. You should people who do like hard lifting and stuff like that. You could break possibly break your back or your arm or something. You should be able to pay like thirty or more thousand dollars. That's that's just me. But I also think that Joe Biden should cancel all student loans with the click of a button. 
And I also believe that money is fake. So who, who am I? Like, what do I know? <laughs> like, that, none that's of it's so, real. Listen to this. Start paying me, my baby girl, and my brother-in-law $30 an hour, okay? Period. Big or else, or else. That's my fist. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, girl, uh, don't get us canceled on this very first episode. <laughs> <laughs> or else. No, like, don't listen to me. I am just I'm a I'm I am a dry humor comedian. What do I know? Nothing. Um, but yeah, girl, it's the truth though. I don't even know what's about to say. I don't even know how we got to this point in the conversation. How how do we get to the government being <laughs> they they about to X us out? <laughs> the government, this is a propaganda podcast. <laughs> You're done. Just log off for me. You're done. <laughs> but I just got a text from him right now. <laughs> this is a propaganda podcast. I'm calling out the entire U.S. government. You got to cover, cover up the mic on your phone. They can hear us. <laughs> I'm going to tape it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, like, I, truly think, I truly think they can hear us, though. Like. Do you not think that? You know how they be like the FBI agent in your, in your camera watching you right now? <laughs> like we all got a personal FBI agent and our cameras watching us. Oh no. I don't know. Take me out to dinner. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that reminds me. I think I changed my mind. I do not think I want to live in New York. Excuse me? Hear me out. There's... This is a good explanation. We are covering our ears. Um, why is rent getting higher? Y'all not y'all not raising wages. Why is it getting higher? Like, I, and it's just like I feel like it's just New York. Y'all not that hot. Like, <laughs> she ain't mean it. Listen, I've been wanting. To, I've been wanting to live in New York since I was a child. Like, me and Jasmine have this thing that we're going to move to Brooklyn, and that is going to be our borough to take over. Um, but since, since last year, my perspective has shifted significantly because the rent keep going up, and it's just like, I'm not understanding why. The house, like, how y'all charging people 2500 for a box, a studio? It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. That's why my baby girl need to go ahead and win this lottery so she could buy <laughs> me my brownstone and we could own it and I don't have to give a fuck about rent. That's all. That's it. Like, but that's you all. know how much a brownstone New York costs? Hear me out. It's like a million you, bucks. You know what? Let me tell you because <laughs> um, where did we go? We rolled past the area Crooklyn was shot in. And I told her those are the type of brownstones that I wanted to live in. She was like, do you know how much they cost? So in my mind, because, you know, I know we got brownstones in Chicago, but I wasn't interested in those. I was interested in the ones in Brooklyn. So I was like, what? You know, like, you know, 100000 or something like that. She was like, no. Millions. I said, excuse me. There are millions. Yes. A brownstone in New York is like a million or more. 
For what? They're old buildings. I love brownstones. That is like the ideal place I would love to live in in New York. But a million dollars? I would pay off my bills first before I ever pay for a brownstone for a million dollars. I wouldn't even... I'm not going to say that on this because I truly think they're listening to us. I was going to say I will not pay back my student loans with that million dollars. Um, <clears throat> but too bad I said it. But I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. For what? Who do y'all expect is moving to Brooklyn? And it's not, they got brownstones in Brooklyn neighborhoods. That's not the nice Brooklyn neighborhoods. No offense to anybody in Brooklyn. I'm not about that life, but I'm about it. <laughs> I'm like, who, who is making the choices in the real estate place? I mean, you know, the real estate sector. Who's who's sitting at a computer going, yeah, charge these buckles a million point one point five million dollars. <laughs> Bucko. Is the lights are the lights included like infinitely like? Can I just right. not pay any more bills if I pay this $1.5 million? So you can just imagine how much a, a one-bedroom apartment costs if a if a studio is like $1,500 or more. That's um, crazy to me. It, it, it's about that much because we were looking, um, looking at apartments in Brooklyn, like near her parents' house. And I think for a two-bedroom, they wanted $2,000 or like three. It was either two or three. I can't remember. Anything included? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. That's wild. Do you even get a parking space? <laughs> um, I don't even know, girl. Don't get me to line. But you know what? Where her, um, her parents live, yes, they get a parking space. They sound like they got money. They got money. Mm. That ain't my business. That ain't my business. <laughs> That's like, said, neither here nor there. Okay. Like you see a pause, I had to take a pause. Like, mm, it ain't none of my business. It ain't none of my business. But uh, I think my regardless of how much the rent in New York is going up, I'm not gonna not want to move there because I was telling Dominique this. Like when we first went out there, it was for um her brother's graduation, and it was my first time out there. So we it was a quick trip we couldn't like do everything we wanted to do because i think we left like the very next day or like a day or two later but no it was like the very next day i think i can't remember but um i couldn't experience it enough but i did get like a sense of home while being there and i was like thinking maybe it's because you know i'm a city girl <laughs> hey jt hey <laughs> young miami but um I thought that was the reason because it's, a, it's another city, but no, like I really felt very content out there. Like the second time we went, um, when did we go? When was the second time? Was it with my mama? I can't remember the second time we went, but when we went, <clears throat> I loved it. I was like, I don't want to go home. Like every time I see somebody in Brooklyn, girl, I get pissed off. Cause I'm like, that's where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm supposed to be there walking my dogs, okay? That's supposed to be me. Yeah. I mean, like, if I live there, first of all, if I have the funds to do it, that's different. Because I'm not going to complain if I got the funds to do it. But, and I mean, like, comfortably got the funds. Not like, oh, I can pay rent, but I'm, like, pushing it to meet next month or any of my bills. I have the, comf- like, be financially 
like secure or comfortable to go there and stay there. If I live there temporarily, yeah. But for some reason, my my desire to live there has shifted to the other side of the country. This is crazy. Uh, shout out to the West Coast, the West Side. You know, maybe I'm a city girl too. I like. I mean, I need action. I was just telling my mom this this past weekend. We were driving down Lake Street. <clears throat> Everybody was outside yesterday, like little ants, because it was nice out. You know, it get warm out. Everybody like, da, 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 let's go eat, let's go sit on patio. So it was a lot, a lot of people outside and down there on Lake Street, going towards the Loop. They've been building it up. I guess that's considered the West Loop, but they've been building it up a lot. It's a lot of restaurants, a lot of condos. It's nice. And then as you keep going down Lake Street, it get closer to us. I have like given too many, too many directions, but. <laughs> um, but I was like, yeah, this is, this is, I like this. This is what I feel like the energy I need. And I think in New York, that's what it was. It was like, especially Brooklyn. It's now, it's a lot more gentrified in certain areas, uh, but it's still a very young, vibrant feeling. Everybody's, especially in the summertime, it just seemed like the place to be. When I visited that those couple of days, I was like, yeah, New York is the place. But I also realized that I'm not a person who likes crowds. I don't like a lot of people around me and I like being able to see the sun. I like being able to be near water too. Um, and like Chicago, we got a whole beach, right? I don't even know if New York has a beach or a beach that is worth going to like how we got Lake Michigan. I've never been like, if you've been to their beach, is it better than like our beach or beaches on the West coast? <clears throat> okay, listen, we got to say this first and foremost. I don't think anybody besides like Miami have like a better beach than California. Because those beaches are really nice because of the palm trees. Now, however, I did go to Coney Island the last time I was there. So I think that was the one and only beach I did see. And um, the only reason I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it one thumb up. I know it's an ocean, and I don't fuck with oceans. I barely <laughs> fuck with beaches as it is, because, you know, when you get anxiety and you think morbid thoughts, your mind always goes to the left. <laughs> and since I knew they're surrounded by an ocean, is it the Atlantic or... It's the Atlantic Ocean they're surrounded by, right? I think that's what it is. I honestly would not know. Well, they surrounded by one of them oceans, and I was like, yeah, I'm not... Mm-mm, no. But the beach that her parents um, often go to, that's a pretty beach. It's nice. It's, it got some nice scenery there. Brooklyn? Uh-huh. I think it's in Brooklyn. What is... Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the West Coast, it's just... I don't know. I, I was like jokingly saying that I could definitely take a little, a little earthquake to be there. But that's probably a lot. Like if I was... Actually, experience earthquake. I'll probably freak out. Um, you got earthquakes, mudslides, earthquakes, tsunamis. <laughs> yeah, tsunamis, bitch. Like you want to go over there compared to a little no. hurricane? Oh no, then. it's <laughs> just like so. Weather-wise, they have wildfires. They have earthquakes. They had a tsunami watch a couple months ago. There are a lot of like weather. I mean, they like right on the um, the what's the plaques called? They ship, they ship, they like right on it. Um, plate tectonic plates. I don't even know if that's what it's called. I don't that remember. Is, science wasn't hmm. my favorite subject either, so. 
I'm far, I'm so detached from science. The last time I took a science class was I don't remember. But I think that's what they're called, something like that. They're like right on top of it, or San Francisco or something is right on top of it. But that's the type of scenery I feel like I would like to be around all the time. Because I keep, listen, New York rats is like 10 times bigger than Chicago rats, okay? And then their trains are like 50 times worse than the blue, the L here. Like, they just had a man on the, in the L, or I call it the L, because that's what we call it here, call in, the, it in the subway. They had a man in the subway. He was just all over the news. He threw something down there, had it blown up, start shooting. Like, what? You know, I think... <laughs> New York is a dystopian place just like Florida. <laughs> they are separate. And I love New York. But I hear stuff about New York and I'm like, is that not a movie, a movie plot? Florida is Bro. insane though. Like, Florida is, is a different world down there. You could not compare them to fucking Florida. That's not- <laughs> I'm just, I, okay, let's take this back. I am only comparing them in terms of like, whoever's writing their plot Whoever is writing the plot for New York on a daily basis and writing the plot for Florida on a daily basis, they are insane. Like, I don't know what screenwriter is sitting there and writing it, writing it every day, but he's crazy. But Florida is far more worse, and I will stand on that. They just need to break Florida apart from them. Florida is not a part of the United States. Can we please have Hawaii? Let's help our people in Hawaii and, and bring them over here closer to us and put Florida out there. Girl, they don't want to come to the mainland. That's what they call the mainland. The mainland. They don't want to come over here. They like they like they they island, and I don't blame them. I don't like, either. It's ghetto. <laughs> That's why they don't want us over there. I'm I stand with y'all. Okay, it's a little expensive to 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 go over there as a tourist anyway. So I truly support your cause. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just New York. Come on, I need cheap. Give me a little cheap, cheaper. Like, come on, right? lower the price. Come on now, um, and let's do something about the rats. Because I saw this lady on TikTok was talking about her car. She parked her car in front of her apartment every night. The rats come out. They'd be like, the freeze come out at night. You know that song? The rats were out. Okay, they was big, and they were. She was saying she would call the city and tell them because they've been chewing on the wires of the cars. Ooh, they trying to kill her. They try to kill her or either uh, carjack her ass. What kind of rats are those? Those are humans. Okay. Are humans. I just listen. You know, if y'all lower the price, I might deal with the rat, but I will not get on the subway. I want to. I tell Dominique when we go back, I want to get on the subway. I just want to experience it because I see so many. Videos. You've not been on the blue line and green line. That is all the experience you need in your life. <laughs> Girl, no, I think, see, now you got me about to say which line I hate the most between the red line. Yes, the red line. Because that's (laughs) the red line. Like, at least the green line, you get like a little sprinkle, sprinkle every now and then. But that red line, honey, that red line, oh, baby, you about to get it. You know, let's talk about it. (laughs) We're here. Let's talk about it. The first time I ever got on the red line was in high school because my friends, um, the red line, cause it's weird because the blue, we used to the blue line and green line because blue goes to Oak Park or whatever, green goes the other side west. We just used to that. When you go down the loop, they got purple, 
they got orange, they got brown, they got red, and a lot of them go in the same directions, to be honest. Um, but I got on the red line with my friends one time. I was perplexed. I was confused. Yeah, I was perplexed. What was going on? Because I used to think the blue line was crazy. And quite honestly, it's 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 like nothing compared to the red line. I mean, seriously, I, this is not me being biased because that's just my route. And that's what I'm used to. It's genuinely was like, you got to start. And I haven't even been all the way to 95, but I went far enough to know like, what? I was like, what? Huh? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but uh, no, I imagine, but I imagine like it's always, to be like 30 times worse in New York. They might be. They might be. I mean, rats alone. You said rats alone. <laughs> Girl, you just don't fuck with them. Now, see, they got pigeons out there. <laughs> it's the pigeons for me. You know, I have a fear of pigeons. I don't know why. It's a, a very irrational fear. But I just don't fuck with pigeons. It's just the way they look. And they just so, ugh. They're flying rats. And you know, I haven't experienced a New York pigeon yet, but them Chicago pigeons, they don't give a fuck. They just be all up in your personal space. They look like they want to actual hey bitch, you buy me something to eat. What you what you trying to do? Like you go feed me, like you gonna let me move in with you. Like they very abrasive and I don't like that. Girl. Regional pigeons. It's levels to it. East Coast pigeons. I, you know what? Um I I haven't been downtown recently. So my um, encounters with pigeons is very, it's very, you know, low. But there is a bird nest on top of my house. So birds alone, I do not mess with. I don't like them either. They look nasty. I told you, I had a bird when I was younger and um, that bird died. And <laughs> I thought you said she flew away or he flew away. <laughs> she did fly away. I got her back in the cage. And she died months later. But it was not because she got out the cage. Let's not act like me knocking over the cage led up to her death. Wait, you knocked it, over her cage? It was not on purpose. I forgot how she get, how I knocked it over. Actually, actually, I think I opened the cage to put food in it. And she started, you know, going crazy. And I thought she was going to fly out. And then I freaked out and knocked the cage over. And she flew out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. That isn't it funny how that works. I freaked out. She did too, and she flew out. And so I got her back in the cage. And I don't know if it was months later or how long, however long did she die. Um, I should not be trusted with birds. That's all I'm saying. I don't like birds. It's I told you so. Bird nests on top of our house. They're disrespectful. They get comfortable. They're loud. And pigeons are just like the ratchet cousins. Don't nobody want to claim. Why would I mess with them? Girl, y'all better charge some birds rent. Y'all living on top of my house. My house. See them. We can't even see them. We can just hear them. Like, I'm not climbing up there to to meet them. Like, <laughs> to meet them. Girl, I'll be at that nest, like, rummy my money. <laughs> rummy my money. <laughs> like, how dare they? But that's just how rats are. But yeah, um, New York, we got to do something. We need to compromise here because i would love to live there one day but right now my 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 decision is i don't know what she's saying is y'all need to humble y'all selves okay <laughs> that's what she's saying humble yourself 
I we even said that. In a bag of chips or whatnot, but humble yourself, sweetheart. Humble Stitcher. yourself. <laughs> Just a little bit. Because even like, if not Brooklyn, then I can definitely like go live somewhere else uh, in a different neighborhood or area. But Brooklyn was always like my girl. I was just like, I want to be there across the bridge, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, She's bougie right now. And (laughs) I don't know. There are other places, you know, I'd be doing a lot of research because when I write, I have to look at these neighborhoods so I can get as realistic as possible. I'd be like, oh, I can live here too. This is a good place. This is a good area. But it's always Brooklyn. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. And let's go say Brooklyn for a minute. I like how we didn't jump from topic to topic, girl. I don't even know. What are we even talking about anymore? <laughs> I don't know. This is like a regular phone call. <laughs> and we be having, um, oh, we were supposed to be talking about ourselves, I think, and where we are in life. The Porsche world, where you are in life. Like, what's going on in Porsche's world? What's the tea? me ew my life is my life is a journey (laughs) watch me watch me turn to a guru Uh, i'm a spiritual guru my life is currently a journey actually it's an excursion um i have no idea what's happening that is such a genuine genuine answer i do not know Um, i am just trying to um, ride the waves. However, they are very high waves. Um, and it's in the ocean and I don't know how to swim. So you take that metaphor how you feel like you want to take it. The Atlantic Ocean. Go fly by somebody here. They're going to be like, that bitch said she drowning. <laughs> That's what she bit. Someone please get her help. Send her help. No, like, it's really, you know what? This is, this is going to get really deep. Adulthood is so hilarious. And I forget sometimes that I am an adult. Like, because I don't feel like one. Um, and then when I'm reminded, it's that reminder, like, you are an adult. This is adulthood. Um, you can... The what are they? How to, what's the saying? The sky's the limit. Like you can pretty much do anything you want. There is no truth in that, right? There is no truth, and you can do whatever you want because bills in America and capitalism. Um, but you can do a little bit, and so I try every day. I'm trying to like, as I figure stuff out, I'm just trying to like stay true to what I want to do as a writer, as a creator, keep myself spiritually aligned, all that good stuff. But, you know, life is interesting because you truly do not know what curveball you're going to get thrown. You, you cannot guess what tomorrow will do or bring. You can't even assume what the next second can bring because I'll be walking down the stairs and trip. And I just foresee that coming, right? But, <laughs> but it's all, it's interesting. And so I was telling my mom this because my mom is like, the person I talk to and sometimes I don't even know she be listening to me but she's a great soundboard um but I was telling her yesterday I was like I calculated my solar return and it said that it starts in my 29th year my 29th birthday 
they lied. Because I feel like this last year has been my solar return because it's been kicking my ass, okay? Um, so somebody's asked, somebody in the astrology world is lying. It's now. Okay, it's, it's the solar return is happening now. But yeah, it's just, it's just been me trying to figure out what's going on. You know, people are like, what's the title of this chapter of your life? The title is what? Honestly, I was about to say, what the fuck? I think we in sync, sis. Huh? Ex- mm-hmm. I can't even get the question out. It's like, it's just the facial expression. That is the title of the chapter. <laughs> and Raya, I'm just like, huh? But it's so it's so cool to know, like, eventually you get to the other side of things. That's the part that, like, keeps you, like, optimistic. It's like, dang, one day I'm be able to look back and be like, remember when I was tripping over this? Remember when I was broke and now I got a billion dollars? I This is manifestation. I am speaking into existence, into this mic. I'm going to have a billion dollars plus. Okay. Oh. Um, <gasps> uh, but, yeah, so it's just cool to know, like, one day you get to the other side of things and you could be like, I was tripping, huh? It happened a year later, but it happened. <laughs> well, I could have happened a month later, but it happened, right? That's the only, I guess that's the part that keeps me optimistic because there's like so much I want to do, so many things and places I want to go and explore and, and learn. And I can't wait one day to like do these things. And I know that could be like literally right around the corner, but to know like it can't happen. You really kind of just got to keep an open mind to it and try to do as much as you can in your power to make it happen because I, I'm a firm believer that like you got to put in half the work and the other work is really just if it's destiny or God's plan or when the timing is right. So that's where I'm at. Y'all didn't really care. Y'all didn't want to hear that. that this got deep. real depressing. <laughs> that was deep. But it's funny because like some of the things you were saying, I was like, I always think it to myself. Sometimes I'll tell Dominique, I'll tell my mom every now and then, but I feel like I'll be going too deep for her sometimes. And she'd be like, um, excuse me, are you sure you my child? <laughs> but um, it's like whenever I look at Miles, that's like my reminder that I'm an adult. Him. Him. Because he takes all my goddamn money. Him and my dogs, <laughs> they take all my money. It's not my money, it's their money. But um, I look at him and I be like, damn, you really are here. Like, you're really my kid. Like, six, you about to be six. I had you for six years. Like, you sure you're not my little brother? Cause if <laughs> like, damn, you could have been my little brother. Like, <laughs> But he's like a constant reminder that I'm an adult because like now... I'm the parent, and I have to, you know, those phone calls that we didn't want to make, and we made our parents do it. I got to do it for him now, and I'm like, it's bad enough. I got to do it for myself, Miles. Like, why well, I got to do it for me and you? Like, <laughs> oh, that's such a different experience, and it's so cute because it's so funny. Like, having like we were so scared to like call, make a doctor's appointment, or I used to be scared to make just a hair appointment. I used to be like, Mom, can you make my hair appointment for me? Like, all those little things, and now you got to do it for both of y'all. Aww. gotta sign all these papers and stuff i'm like god damn this one my mama had to go through with us and you got three kids i only got one (laughs) that's 
Like, shout out to moms and parents because I only be imagining what it's like, but you living it. So shout out to y'all. Girl, it's it's stressful. It's beautiful. It's it's, it's full of laughs, especially when you have a a child with a big personality like Miles. A lot of people don't see it because my baby is very shady. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If he don't know your face, he kind of gives you like that, "Uh, why are you talking to me? Look, and it's so cute, but he's so shady. And just watching him grow has been amazing. But also watching him bond with Dominique and Darius. Darius is my brother-in-law. Um, watching their relationship build is so cute because um, especially Darius because what Miles like to do to Darius is break into his room um, and just go lay in his bed with him and it's so cute <laughs> it's just so adorable and then like Miles I think he sees it from like the other kids where he goes to um, his therapies at but he, he likes to hit now on occasion not all the time <laughs> but on occasion but he don't really hit me. He always be hitting on Dominique, like, <laughs> and just watching them argue is just so funny. Like, and she been here with him for three years, going on four years now. So it was just a very, it was very special to watch them grow and like have somebody who loves my child. Like that's his her child so that that's really nice to have like she's his biggest supporter his protector because girl let me tell you and it, and i never let her live this down because it was so fucking funny <laughs> um one day we was taking mouse to one of his therapy sessions and she came in with me and mouse was just minding his business this was um pre-covid before covid happened and this little kid he sat on Mal's back and she snatched him up so fast. (laughs) That's what they teach you, they kids now to sit on people's backs? Excuse me? She snatched that little boy up too quick and the mom was like, I know that's your favorite letter that he's on, but you can't do that. Like, girl, get your baby before you and your baby get beat up. Like, (laughs) but (laughs) that was my favorite, one of my favorite moments. (laughs) I, Sometimes I wonder, am I even, like, mentally mature-wise equipped to to handle a child? Because I feel like I would beat somebody's kid up who would disrespect my kid. And you can't do that. (laughs) Like, you can't do it. (laughs) I can't. No, I ain't gonna be beating up people's kids. But um, I think... Miles is a Gemini, and he don't really show his Gemini side, maybe because he's still a kid, but I felt like the the mean side, the mean Gemini side of him, I took it because after I had him, my attitude got really, really bad, like bad to the point that I was just blunt for no fucking reason. My mom would be looking at me like, um, girl, you really said that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So I feel like I took on the little attitude he was supposed to have with him being a Gemini, but girl, I can't do it. I had this one instance where we went to the park and this little boy was trying to pick on my baby because, you know, he's nonverbal. And he, I forget what exactly happened, but he was trying to bully Mouse over, I think, the slide or something. 
Girl, I damn near smacked the shit out that little boy. <laughs> I was like, where who are you with? I asked who, you who are you to? with? <clears throat> who are you with? Because you need to go get them. Girl, I picked on my baby. I said, my baby. Mm-mm. I see, yeah. I've been having like OD baby fever. Like, my baby fever has never been to the point where I had a dream about being pregnant. I don't, I blame Rihanna because I am so like. Starving. I, honey, honey, Miss Rihanna. Miss Robin, Rihanna Fancy, honey, is giving looks. And she is, she looks like she in her last month right now. I genuinely think she's about to pop out either a little Taurus or a Gemini baby. I don't know. But she looks like she's going to pop May. But something about seeing her pregnant and, and seeing a lot of kids on TikTok, it's propaganda. They're setting me up. Because before the kids on TikTok, it was interracial couples. And I was like, what is going on? Why are all these, all these relationships on my For You page? Now it's a bunch of kids. Um, so I had this dream, like, that I was with child. And, of course, me being who I am, uh, a, a cancer uh, a cancer sun rising in a Virgo moon, me being, that being my big three, I always go Google what my dreams mean. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why am I dreaming about being pregnant? And I mean, like, fully pregnant, okay? And so it was just like, you're birthing something new in your life. It might be a project, all that, yippee yaya. I was like, no, I think this is baby fever, girl. This is like OD. This is OD baby fever. And like, I just think kids are so cute and adorable. And I, of course, would want, I like, I've always said I want like three kids because I grew up being an only child and I always wanted a bigger family to create a bigger family. I do not know if that will actually happen the way that I thought it would because men are trash. (laughs) I had to. I had to throw that in there because they are. Let no, they're, <laughs> they're a little disappointing right now. Let me say this. To whoever <laughs> Portia's future husband is going to be, do not look at her Twitter, honey. Don't look at her Twitter. Don't look at the old one and don't look at the new one. Don't. <laughs> not you telling the whole world I got two Twitter pages. Damn. Not even to be out here like, what should she be saying? What's her name on Twitter? I don't have, I do not have two Twitter pages. They are locked if you ever found them, but I don't have them. So it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I'd be like wondering sometimes if that's really going to happen or if I'm going to be like a person who adopts kids. But either way, I know I'm not like prepared to have them now, of course, financially, but I just really feel like I would deck somebody for messing with my kid. Like straight up go to jail. And what good is that if I'm in jail with three kids? Because you, you mess with my kid. I know what it's like to get bullied. So my mama used to be like, none of that. She's like, none of that. Okay? And I'm about to be fade times 50. None of that. Don't mess with my kid. I will deck you. Don't wind okay? it up. <laughs> Do you hear me? Don't mess with my kid. Plus, people don't be raising their kids right. No. I'm sorry. I'm not judging nobody, but some of y'all kids be me. Yeah. <laughs> Like, um, one of my friends, their sister was a teacher for a school on the south side, and she was teaching fifth graders. And one of her students called her a bitch. I said, um, that's what they doing in school now? They cussing out mamas over there now? (laughs) (laughs) I said, these kids, 
don't know. I uh, I don't know. Shout out to the teachers too. Shout out to my friend who is a teacher. She knows who she is if she hears this. Shout out to her and everybody because y'all got girl. patience. More than patience. That's the I don't even think it's a word to define what they have, especially during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's like fifty. I keep saying fifty because I feel like that should be like the max. No, it's like a million times worse this pandemic. I understand why they dropping. They saying forget the job. How, well, how that quote go on Twitter? Mike Jordan, fuck them kids. <laughs> just, they are out of here. I don't blame them because they don't get paid enough to deal. Like the teach when I was in elementary school, a lot of our teachers used to buy tissue and soap and stuff because the school couldn't give it to us. That's how. That's how. My school used to do that. Girl, my school used to have us buy it and bring it to school. I mean, we had to do it too, but most of the, most of the teachers would go come out of their pockets. Most, a lot of the teachers would come out of their pockets, and if they couldn't, then they would tell us, like they'll give us that supply list at the beginning of the year what we did, and they'll try to t- toss on a roll of tissue at the end. Like, what we finna do with tissue? <laughs> you thought you thought you slick? We finna use tissue in math class? Like, y'all are poor, y'all are broke, and y'all want us to 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 take care of it. But the teachers used to do it. And the teachers now having to do that, plus with them going virtual or whatever the case, they got to put in a lot more energy and physical effort and stuff. And it's not worth it if you're not getting paid enough. I keep telling y'all. They're underpaid. I think regardless of you just starting out teaching or you've been a teacher for 30 years, y'all are underpaid, at least to me. I don't know how it varies state-wise. But I just heard enough people say, as a teacher who has been teaching for however long, it ain't enough. It's now, not. yeah, I don't know, because I be hearing people say, oh, they, I've heard teachers say, like, I saw some video where they were talking to teachers and they were all posting, like, had like a, a board showing their annual salary. And the highest I saw was like 80,000. She had been working there as a teacher for like 20 years. Baby, yeah. what? <clears throat> See, never mind me at Abbott. Um, what's that? Abbott Elementary. I love that show so much. I haven't. I just started watching it, and I watched two episodes. And there was a quote that um, is her name LaQuinta. Yeah, uh, Quita. I call her Quita. Shit. <laughs> I thought it was LaQuinta. It was Quita. Quinta, girl. I'm sorry. You know your name. <laughs> But it was a quote that you said, and what was the quote? I just had it in my head. Damn. Oh, no, it wasn't her who said it. It was, um, it was the the stepmom. It was Dee from Moesha. Oh, Barbara. Yes, Barbara. It was, uh, she said that, um, sometimes teachers are not only teachers, but they're like second parents to kids or sometimes even first because you really don't know what's going on in that child home. And it made yeah. me think about um, she was Miles's, uh one of his staff members at the clinic he goes to and her name is, I'm going to call her C. She knows who she is. So hey girl, if you're watching this. And um, she works at a middle school now. And she was just saying how a lot of the students of that middle school come to her and confide with her because of 
all the stuff at home. They don't have nobody to talk to at home. So they talk to the people at their school or like they got so much fucked up shit going on at home that they just act out in school because they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to talk it out. They don't know how to express themselves. So they just fight. And I'm like, that's just so sad. Like I've seen it growing up myself, but like just now it's just sad because at least our generation is like, they call us the depressed generation. They say it's always something wrong with us because a lot of us got mental health issues. And it's, who fault is that? Hold on. Hold on. Who hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let's rewind that because they have the same issues. They're just not diagnosed because they either have not went to a therapist or they don't believe in therapy. So that's neither here nor there. I mean, we're just diagnosed. That's all that is. Okay, y'all. So Jasmine's <laughs> Jasmine's the whole thing. <laughs> so you just go air my business out like that. You were supposed to just say we was having technical difficulties. Oh, I'm sorry. We are have we have now they know technical now. They know now. Thanks. Thanks a lot. They were like that bitch ain't pay her bill. That's all that is. That bitch ain't pay her bill. that is not my business. Um, but no, just kidding. But we're back. We're back in action. Um, I was, I think what it was, was the universe did not want me to drag baby boomers, the other generation that we don't know the name of right after them before millennials. Sorry to those people. Sorry to that man. Um, but I don't know what they're called. Gen X. I don't know. They're cool though. Like they're, they're not as like, they're mad cool. I had coworkers who were, I think it's Gen, Gen X. I don't know. Because Gen Z, the new ones, they the, they the little, the 2000 babies. And the night, I'm sorry, if you were born in 95 or 96 and up, you're a Gen Z. If you thought you were a millennial, you are not. <laughs> Is Damn. it Gen X? Okay. So, yeah, it's Gen X. Yeah, they're it's mad that. cool. I had a co a coworker at my old job who um was in that generation and she was like my aunt. We still talk to this day. She's mad cool. So She's really cool. I'm looking at the chart in the, the names. So you have the silent generation, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, uh Gen Z, and then Mouse's group is called Gen Alpha. Apparently, they better than all of us because they alpha. Well, I ain't never heard of that shit in my life. <laughs> Gen Alpha. When was that yeah. created? Um, I guess when you were born in 2013. It's crazy because I forget people were born that late. Um, 
Oh, and um, sis, you better apologize to the kids that was born in ninety five and ninety six because they. Well, no, I said I said ninety five, <laughs> but I genuinely do not think people born in ninety six are millennials because they have their experience is so Gen Z. I said ninety five because I think of Megan Thee Stallion. She she's born in ninety five, and she's like she gives me young millennial. But ninety six is inching too close to my little cousin, and she's a Gen Z. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about generations no more because that's a whole argument and somebody going to hit us and debate me and debate your mama. Um, but what I was saying was, yeah, I think the universe is trying to intervene because I was about to say, I was about to drag the old people. Damn, the old people. Shout out to them. Um, you babies. Without, without them, there will be no us. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Y'all hear that sarcasm? <laughs> it's oozing sarcasm. <laughs> it's giving much sarcastic. <laughs> but they be talking about us, but it's just we're diagnosed, they're not. That's the biggest difference. Yeah. But they are it's always something wrong with y'all. And girl, it's because we go on to therapy now. We we, That's we it. know we know the we're aware of the toxic stuff. But you know what? That's another subject for another podcast. I don't even think it. I can't even say. I think we're being really lenient when we say aware. I think a lot of them are aware. They just are so comfortable and set in their ways that they don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, that's And that, that's a little bit more narcissistic, if anything. So, yeah, I'm going to roll away from this conversation because I ain't trying to be shady. I'm just stating facts. I am sure there are on another statistics episode. to prove me. <laughs> Back it will here. be on another episode, and Portia is definitely going to empty the clip. Then you you're not gonna make the gun sound. You just gonna make. <laughs> oh, it's girl. I don't know if I know how to edit that in for real. You could have just said pow pow pew 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 pew. pew. Everybody going to death. Tonight, everybody go that tonight. Tonight, tonight. Yeah, but yeah, that's the difference, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. I just—it's so funny because we were talking about just like where we are in our lives, and I just think how we're in the same place, but our experiences as adults are different because you are a mom, and I'm not. But I think that just goes to say that. Everyone should just honor where you are in your life. Just honor where you are. Truly appreciate it. And if one thing I learned um, while raw dogging life without a therapist for the last year and a half, um, I've been kind of being my own therapist with using her, you know, advice and what I've learned just experiencing life is to truly allow yourself to experience it. It, You know, go through every emotion, allow yourself to feel it because the more you suppress, I think the worse things get. You gotta be honest with yourself and allow yourself to feel however you're feeling. You know, if you're sad, be sad. If you're happy, fully immerse yourself in that joy and that happiness. You know, if you are confused, be confused because it is quite fun figuring shit out. It really is. I'm a person, I like doing research. I like Googling stuff. I like trying to understand stuff. So maybe it's just me. But discovering who I am along the process of straight up confusion is fun. It is fun. Um, it, can be fun. it can be fun. But yeah, honor where you are because 
there is another side to it. I, I think everyone, there's another side to everything. And you're going to look back and laugh at how you were tripping. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't get to the other side. And, or there is no other side. And maybe this is it. And you should go. What she's trying to say is that you already peaked. <laughs> you peaked and you're not peaking anymore. That is your destiny. I'm sorry if that is how it was written in your stars. Mine are not like that. Be blessed. No, God speak. God speak. <laughs> she said, God speak. But uh, what was I about to say? Yeah, we kind of similar in a sense because um, at this point, motherhood is going good, you know, with minor hiccups. Um, I'm not going to put my business out there, but minor hiccups. But, um, I am, however, kind of trying to figure out because, you know, I started my business and then, like, my mental health has been like this. So I'm regulating that. And since I've been on, you know, my medication, and let me say this, ain't nothing wrong with taking medication for your mental health. Because a lot of y'all think when y'all be medicated, it's the government trying to control you. No, it's just some shit because your brain is very very imbalanced okay but um since my mental health is trying to get back together um i was telling dominique i was like yeah have you ever felt like this is not where you're supposed to be doing like this is not the space you're supposed to be in right now and i was just like i i I feel like that i feel like what i'm doing job wise what i'm doing um, I guess personal goal wise, it's not for me. <laughs> like I don't want to work for somebody. I don't want to work to be honest, but not no. in the sense like I don't want to work. It's like I don't want to work for nobody. I don't. I want to do like I started this business and I haven't been doing anything with it, and I'm just like I need to do something with it because if I don't want to work and I want to be my own boss, then um get your shit together, Jazz. Like get together and I have this phobia of like getting too happy I was talking to my therapist last week about it I always think the other shoe is going to drop if I'm too happy so maybe I feel like that's another reason why I didn't continue on with my business was because you know I was getting like recognition for it, but at the same time, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna fail. This shit ain't gonna go. Let me just stop doing it because, you know, I'm gonna just save myself, you know, the embarrassment and the, the heartache. So I'm not gonna do it no more. So I think that's a reason. And I feel like there's other people out there that's like me who they gotta shut down their joy before they can even experience it because they they scared something gonna happen, something gonna snatch it away. And a lot of my joy got snatched away as a kid into like, you know, teenagehood. But like now I'm learning to how how to embrace it a lot more. Like, you know, a bitch can married next month. <laughs> well, I'm in New York. <laughs> um, and I was telling my therapist, I was like, you know, that I'm happy. Like I'm ecstatic for it. And then I was like, she was like, but, and I was like, but as soon as I got happy about it, I was like, that plane finna go down because I'm too happy. Like, 
that's how my brain works that's how bad my anxiety is people be thinking i'm faking it no i think about the most tragic shit like i could just look at people and everything just goes to shit in my mind and she was like why was that your first thought i said i don't know i said because i'm getting too happy i'm getting too happy and i i my mind is telling me not to be too happy because i gotta i gotta control everything even though i don't have control over everything so, yeah, I'm learning how to, you know, ease my stuff down and actually be happy and joy. She's like, it, 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 it has to do with gratitude and stuff like that. So I need to get back to doing my gratitude books and, you know, become one with myself again because now I'm slipping. So, yeah, that's where I'm at in life, trying to get my mental health right and be a good mom and be a good wife and be a good student because I'm ready to fucking graduate. I don't see how you did what 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 you do like bitch you did 20 years worth of school. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse the fuck out of you. I did not do Work 20 years of school. school. And that ain't that ain't for me. School is it's not for, you know high school wasn't for me. College, I like college. I could rock with college, but not high school. You know what I'm realizing? I was jokingly saying this one day, but I get why Lynn from Girlfriends kept going to school and why she had like five degrees. Because I'm at a point in my life where I feel like college wasn't the greatest, like undergrad wasn't the greatest experience for me because I went through a lot in undergrad and it delayed everything that I experienced academically, personally, socially. It kind of like delayed me with graduation, but I graduated. Grad school was a breeze because I was truly doing what I loved. And I don't know how I did it while working full-time in an emergency room, but I did it by the grace of God. However, now that I'm out, I feel like Leon. And I feel like doing, if it's not school, getting degrees, then like, I, I don't know while, I, while I'm in this space where I feel like in order to feel like I'm doing something with my life, I got to get a certificate or something at the end of it. To feel like I'm accomplish, accomplishing, uh, actively accomplishing something. I feel like I got to know there's an end point and I'm getting something at the end of it. Um, there is something I really want to do. I might have mentioned to you, but I really want to do this certification class. And that work I want to do, I want to be uh, a birth worker. I want to be a doula. Yeah. But I think part of it is also knowing that at the end I'm going to be certified and I'm going to have something to show for it. Uh, because I think growing up, I only ever felt like I accomplished something when I had something to show for it. Um, And I think now I get into this place of, I feel like I'm not doing anything because I don't have anything on a daily basis to show for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know physical, like, um, what is it called? I have three fog a lot I don't know what that is about but being getting accolades physical accolades people Mm -hmm. like congratulated me telling me congrats oh my god you did so good you know that's amazing because I have something physically to show for it uh 
I, maybe I feed too much off of that because that's all always been my MO since I was a kid. Like I felt like I was only good enough if I had something to show for it. If I graduated from eighth grade or if I got good grades and on my report card, say A, B, so I got the good comments on the back of the report card. Or in high school, I got the honor, honor certificates or in college, I was in an honor society. If I got these physical things to show for it, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough. And so I'm trying to learn how to detach my worthiness to these physical things, but it's really hard because it's hard because I've, I've been on this, this fast train all my life of accolades being meaning you're worthy or you're good enough or you're smart enough. I mean, the truth is degrees don't matter. I mean, like, trust me, like, let's be real. I have two degrees. I'm not going to talk about what I have them in, where I got them from, but what I will say is that this world is lot. They're liars. Your degrees don't matter because they want you to have 50 years of work experience that should be equivalent to your, your education experience. You being in school for four or five years, it should be enough, but it's not. And so I say that to say, don't, don't try not, don't be like me. Uh, try not to like equate your worthiness to what you're achieving. Mm-hmm. You know, even job wise, like, I don't know how comfortable I am right now on the mic telling people what my journey has been like career-wise the last year, but you know, and it has not been easy. And my friend, I was talking to her a couple weeks ago and she was just like, I don't want you to feel a sense of shame. Like, I don't want you to feel like shameful because you're not where you thought you would be. And because you thought I'm worthy enough to have this, that, or to be in this place because I had this amount of education. They told me this, this would get me here and you're not there. She's like, don't feel like that doesn't mean you're not smart enough or you're not good enough. Don't take the rejections and the no's meaning you're not good enough because you are. And that's really easier said than done. But that's something I've really been battling with for the last couple months is what's wrong with me? Why am I not where so many other people are? Or why is it not happening for me right now? Or am I even, what's my purpose? Because that's been a question that's been coming up a lot is what is my purpose? And I don't know if I've been trying to create my purpose, but I genuinely believe God wants me to work with people in some way, shape or form. Also, I have this creative niche that I am so good at being Mm -hmm. able to communicate with people. Like writing has always been a thing I've done since the third grade. My first book I ever wrote was in the third grade for a young artist competition and I won. And that was the first time I knew I could, oh, I could do this, but it was for fun in the third grade, but I consistently wrote and I told these stories that would just come up in my head. But as I got older, it was taking personal experiences from everybody and creating these worlds where people felt seen and where people felt understood and they, and it was transparent and they connected with these people and so th- I get a rush off that, but I don't know where my rush and my passion and desire can actually get me because nothing I've been trying to do to push it forward has been working. And so I'm just in this really, you know, space, weird space where I want to be these things, but I'm also trying to figure out is that my purpose is am I even supposed to do that? And then I get to the point where it's like, who cares? It's not even like, mm-hmm. again, these more like really dark spaces where I'm just like, does it matter? But it does because I'm not. Life is still. We're young. Like we're really young. Like, um, 
And so there's just so much to do. But sometimes I'll be just thinking, like, is it even fucking worth it? And I'll be mm-hmm. trying to figure out, am I, maybe nothing's happening the way I thought it was because maybe I'm not fulfilling the right goals. Maybe this is not what God or the universe wants me to do. But I've been trying to ask the signs and stuff, but I ain't getting them. So I'm, I don't know where to go. I don't know. I'd be like, hey, like knocking my fan over if I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> I don't think it worked like that, sis. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. And and we're I think the purpose of signs is to see how cognizant you are of your surroundings, to see if you're really in tune with your feelings, with your your if you're really aligned, because if you are aligned, you're going to see the signs as they come up in people or the places around you. It's it's not no no westernized spiritual witchy witch stuff that they be doing on tv with like the white witches on tv be like literally like this candle will light on fire i don't i don't, I don't think it worked like that but i wish it did it would make it a lot clearer um, but i think that also just means that i need to just become more in line with myself i was for a while i was meditating doing my yoga i was reading this book it's right here see if i can reach it <laughs> Opening to Spirit. It's by Carolyn. I cannot pronounce her last name. That speaks volumes. I started reading it. I got to this point right here and then I stopped because I have a tendency to start things and don't finish. And don't finish. And I, I don't know if that has to do with having anxiety or maybe I have undiagnosed ADHD, but I start a lot of stuff and I can't remember where I was or I can't finish it and I try to go back and I've tried to go back to this book so many times and it I it's just not hasn't worked out for me. I don't know. But that's where I'm at. And I I again I am optimistic that I will get to the other side of this phase. But yo, if this is what a solar return is, y'all can have this shit back. Period. <laughs> hmm, I gotta see where mine is. Because, you know, maybe I you're in I it. Feel like I peaked already. Like, this is it for me. They okay. say it's supposed to be like you're 29 to 30, 31, though, that gap. But I genuinely feel like this is it right now. Because if this ain't it, then what is it going to feel like for real? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't need to look it up. Because then that's just going to fuck with my anxiety. Like, oh, shit. So, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. If you're listening to this and you're not a person who is into astrology and you do not believe in any of that stuff, that's great for you. I'm pretty sure you do not have anxiety. You're never in your head. That is a great place to be. Because, baby, when I tell you, it is not fun. So, yeah, you're living the life. Congrats to you. The sweet life. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know what? I, I think I think we have covered everything. We kind of went we kind of went off the record. We we went to topics and areas we did not have on our list because our list definitely said introductions. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> talking about is, us, we talked about the government and everything else. What? I never talked about them. <laughs> Girl, it's okay. Your FBI agent got you recorded. It's all right. It's all right, sis. It's all right. My name is not Portia. This this is my metaverse metaverse avatar. 
my avatar, bitch. <laughs> this is my avatar. It is not me. But yeah, we 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 covered a lot. So I don't even know if we really need to dig into the topic we were because at this point, like we covered a lot of space, a lot of topics. I mean, yeah. if you want to, that's fine. But I think I think we've pretty much given the world a great introduction into who we are and what this podcast taught. What did I just say? I don't know, but <laughs> we were basically giving y'all a little sample sample of what is to come on this beautiful podcast of ours. So I yes. guess uh, the topic the we supposed to speak about is going to be the next episode with another topic from off of our list. Yeah, yeah, it can, it'll be next episode. And, you know, we're, we, at this point, we don't know if we're monthly or like every two weeks or every three weeks. I guess wherever the wind blows us, but we will be back with another episode. Um, really? Um, we're going to do two weeks. We're going to aim for two weeks, unless we should. it doesn't work with your schedule. Yeah, it, I think it, it can work for mine. I told Dominique I'm going to make a schedule to be more better. That was the thing that we talked about because, you know, I told you we have our moments where we spend an hour talking before we go to bed. So um, I told her. Well, she told me, actually, <laughs> I like it when her and my therapist um, call me on my bullshit. So. <laughs> but um, she told me that I basically need to work on my time management skills and make time for everything that I want to do instead of just, like, picking it up, doing it, and then just saying, fuck it, because fuck it. So I'm going to make myself a schedule. And if we do it every two weeks and record every, you know, Sunday that works for me, but we go get it together, sis. We go get it together. But I'm, I want to aim for every two weeks because, you know, I enjoy this. You know, I was a little worried that this was going to be kind of stiff, but it, it flowed. It flowed. I didn't, I didn't want to say it because you was already worried about it. And I was like, I'm not going to feed her, her worries. So I might just act like I'm with the shits, but I really wasn't with the shits. <laughs> we are not. We are imposters. Next episode, we're talking about imposter syndrome. <laughs> What's that? Boom, boom. Go Google it so you'll prepare yourself because all of you are imposters. <laughs> to be fucking honest. To be fucking Fake. honest. No, but yeah, I think every two weeks can work. Uh, do not hold us accountable for that if you hear this. Um, Listen, um, we're kindred sisters. Um, we know when the other one is lying. Or we just know when we know. We just know each other. So we both saying two weeks. Honestly, sweetheart, it might be a month. <laughs> For real, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold ourselves accountable. You know what I'm saying? We are. Um, we are. We'll be back very soon to give you another episode. This was definitely a great first introduction. You know, to the world. This is who we are. We're from the West Side of Chicago. In case you forgot. Um. Yeah, so to end this, I'm Portia. And I am Jazz. And you're listening to Just Listen. And I'm from the part of the city that they don't be talking about. Hey, Austin, my grandma, my house. Hey, Madhouse on Madison, middle school graduate, could have been trafficking, but I would rather do better than my uncle had in my head to the sky like a Jazzy White Bath. Yeah, hey, hey, Westside Nick, go crazy. Westside Nick, go crazy.